Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Thursday, December 9th. Democracy doesn't happen by accident. We have to renew it with each generation. And this is an urgent matter. That was President Biden as he got underway with his so-called, quote, summit for democracy, pushing for democracy around the world, while also acknowledging there's a ton of work to do on that front right here at home. So President Biden has convened this summit for democracy. It was a virtual summit given the pandemic. Over 100 participants were there representing government and civil society and private sector leaders from around the world. And President Biden, as you know, from his campaign, through his inaugural address, through this entire first year of his administration, has put this cause for democracy front and center and expressed real concern that autocracy is sort of winning the day in far too many places around the globe than democracy. And a real concern, of course, also here at home. Here's how President Biden set the stakes for the participants today. And as a global community for democracy, we have to stand up for the values that unite us. We have to stand for justice and the rule of law, for free speech, free assembly, a free press, freedom of religion, and for all the inherent human rights of every individual. He was also quick to acknowledge that this is not easy stuff. And yes, democracy is hard. We all know that. It works best with consensus and cooperation. When people and parties that might have opposing views sit down and find ways to work together, things begin to work. At today's summit, President Biden unveiled this presidential initiative for democratic renewal. This is monetary assistance for foreign nations, nonprofit organizations operating around the world that will, quote, shore up transparent and accountable governance. Now, of course, Congress still needs to appropriate the $424 million Biden has requested for this effort. Vice President Harris was also on hand today. As you know, one of the major issue areas that President Biden has tasked the vice president with overseeing is voting rights and getting some sort of voting rights protection legislatively through the Congress, which, of course, is a goal that has been entirely thwarted thus far in the Biden administration. Here was the vice president. Here in the United States, we know that our democracy is not immune from threats, January 6th looms large in our collective conscience. And the anti-voter laws that many states have passed are part of an intentional effort to exclude Americans from participating in our democracy. These bills would help to ensure that every eligible American can vote and have their vote counted in a free, fair, and transparent election. Up on Capitol Hill, House Democrats are also seizing the theme of Democratic reforms here. Nancy Pelosi, alongside Congressman Adam Schiff, Jerry Nadler, Carolyn Maloney, they held a press conference today to push for the Protect Our Democracy Act, which is sort of a sweeping set of Democratic reforms aimed at protecting against presidential corruption and abuses of power, the very kinds of corruption and abuses that Democrats say were a hallmark of Donald Trump's administration. Adam Schiff, who sits on the January 6th committee, but also is chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, he 
explained exactly what was sort of the impetus behind this legislation. Although the Trump presidency demonstrated the need for wholesale reinforcement of our democratic institutions, the Protecting Our Democracy Act is less about the past than it is about the future. The bill's provisions address many of the deficiencies revealed, not as a punishment of the last president who is now beyond legislative reach, but to guard against any future president of either party who would be tempted to make themselves a king. Speaking of that January 6th committee, Trump's former chief of staff, Mark Meadows, just a reminder, also a former member of Congress, is outright defying his former colleagues in terms of not cooperating anymore, but also going a step further in sort of Trump-like fashion and suing the January 6th committee and Speaker Pelosi in federal court to block the enforcement of its subpoena for materials that he claims are protected by executive privilege. What's really odd about this sort of 180-degree turnaround that Mark Meadows has done here with the committee is that, according to CNN reporting, Meadows has already provided the committee with 6,000 pages worth of information, cell phone records, emails, text messages. And that was all done voluntarily when he was in the process of cooperating with the committee. And some of those things that he's already handed over could prove to be quite consequential in sort of piecing together the timeline of what information was flowing in and flowing out of the president's top aide in the West Wing. Certainly, the irony of President Biden hosting a summit on democracy is not lost on anyone. He's overseeing a nation right now where our own democratic institutions are in real danger. And I think the single best example of this and the fact that this just happened within the 24-hour period that this summit was taking place just illustrates what a moment of peril our own American democracy is in. Republican gubernatorial candidate David Perdue in Georgia, the former senator who just got into the race to launch a primary challenge against the incumbent Republican Governor Brian Kemp, sort of put forward in his first interviews as a candidate his rationale for running for the governorship in Georgia. He thinks Brian Kemp's certification of the totally legitimate 2020 election, an election that was counted and recounted and recounted again in Georgia, coming up with Joe Biden's victory three times there, he thinks Brian Kemp's certifying that election as governor last year was a fatal flaw and that he made a terrible mistake and cannot get reelected because of it. So he goes as far to say he would not have certified those election results without further review. Further review, the votes were counted three times. And now we have a major candidate for governor in Georgia who has said he's in this race because he sees the sitting Republican governor from his party having certified a legitimate election as a fatal flaw. That is fealty to Donald Trump. That is fealty to a big lie. That mentality is the kind of mentality that truly endangers our free and fair elections. This is going to create a real crisis in confidence in our elections. And that fundamentally undermines our democracy. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.